Here we are, episode nine of Jones J. Pebney podcast. Uh, not such a great week overall this week. The Giants were on a bye. The Jets got a dub. The Eagles got an L. The Sixers have been up and down, and the New York Knicks have been a dumpster Knicks fire. Knicks got a win. Oh, they got a win over the Cavs. Oh, they got a win over the Cavs. We Congrats. did it. Ooh, you're four and ten. Woo. And they play the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow night. We should go to that game. We should not go to that game because I'm broke. That's why we should not. I'm broke too, but... How are you going to go to a game if you got no money? Only like 15 bucks tickets. Yeah, and then you got gas, you got the toll. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I know I'm right. I always I am. guess you're right. But, but let's start off with them Philadelphia Eagles, who nobody really expected to beat the Patriots, but it did... Come down to one play, and it came down to Aguilar Why dropping does he keep the, ball. the ball. I don't know. It's not no. It, the whole game is not on Aguilar's fault. The Eagles were up ten nothing, and the defense played phenomenal. They held him to nine points. So, what was happening is Dougie P just got out coached. Miles Sanders got factored out the game. Both tackles went down. I'm not surprised that Jason Peters went down because he goes down every game now. But Lane Johnson getting yeah. a concussion doesn't help. So, missing the two tackles, pocket was collapsing for the most part after that. I mean, Wentz, was still, the ball. Wentz was still playing. He played really well, at least from what I can I mean, he played okay until what started to become the final drive when he bounced a couple balls in front of Ertz. And then Ertz, I think, no, Goddard dropped that corner out. And then, of course, the big drop is Aguilar, who didn't decide to try to fake an injury. But that was one of the yeah, – I saw that. Yeah. But I mean, he. Ha- I mean, who else is he going to throw to down the field? Because I'm seeing, I mean, I'm seeing videos play. on Twitter of Matt Collins running around the Eagles facility with a Jeremiah Trotter jersey. But he's been getting paid to do cardio all damn year, and he has zero catches for zero yards. So why would you even keep him? Why wouldn't you just cut him? Jordan Matthews, who's supposed to be a little security blanket, he dropped a couple catchable passes. What? So I mean, I don't know what Eagles fans. I don't know what we really expected. Well, what would you think about them bringing in A.B.? I said this the whole time I want A.B. I said it before. I would take A.B. as soon as he got cut. The problem with A.B., though, is apparently as soon as he gets signed, he's getting put on the commissioner's exempt list. So you're going to sign him and he still can't play. So there's nothing they can even do. There's nobody in the streets that they can pick up. That would have been a huge win if you guys could have gotten that. Yeah, it would have been a great win because Dallas turned around and beat the Detroit Lions, I mean, if Matt Stafford played, it might have been a different game. Been, I would think but would, I Dak think was playing out of his mind, and so was yeah. Randall Cobb. Dak you know who would have been nice in the like slot? A- Randall Cobb, who signed a one-year deal with Dallas, or the guy that I spoke about before, Golden Tate. No, they decided to keep Nelson Aguilar on a one-year, $9 million contract, and then when they tried to trade him during the offseason, they got nothing because he sucks. That's why. They picked it up after the 2017 season, after the would Super you, Bowl year. Would you have rather the three-year contract that Golden Tate got from the Giants for instead of Yes, because we're, we're a team that is trying to win games. They quote Dougie P, and everyone said, quote, this is the new norm. So go ahead. If they had signed Golden Tate, they probably wouldn't have drafted J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who has caught maybe three passes all year. There's I the the logic that's going on right now makes no sense to me. You brought back Jason Peters, who can't stay healthy. You brought back Darren Sproles, who can't stay healthy. What's the point of that? 
The defensive line has had no pass rush. Yeah, management is terrible. The linebackers, oh the, I mean, linebackers have been a problem for you, but Nate Gary has been playing pretty solid football, and I respect him for that. The DBs are actually playing solid now because now everybody's healthy. I'm not saying that they're Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Mills is Jalen Mills, and Ronald Darby's Ronald Darby, but Maddox in the slot. Like, the defense Ronnie Ronnie McLeod, he's safety? Yeah, Ronnie McLeod is doing this. With the Malcolm defense, the defense right now, compared to what it was against Minnesota to what right now, is playing way better. What's the record? Are they? Who? Oh. Eagles. Five and five. Yeah, five and five, I think. Or five and six. I don't know. Something like that. But right now, there's going to be a big test with MVP candidate Russell Wilson coming to town with his Josh Gordon, who the Eagles could have got, with DK Metcalf, who the Eagles could have <laughs> Could have got, could have got, and Tyler Lockett, who the Eagles even could have got years ago, you know. So it's Lockett is balling. He's balling out, and my thing is, is that the Eagles need. I mean, I understand why they didn't trade draft picks for Muhammad Sanu, Manu Sanders, or you would have given up a second for Sanu. No, I no. What they they, did, that's what they got for. What they did is what I would have done because this is an old team. I would have just kept my picks and then looked at the draft and signed younger free agents instead of signing old heads. I mean, apparently, I was me and my friends were talking about last night. Deshaun Jackson has two more years, three more, two or three years left on his contract. Alshon Jeffrey has two more years left on his contract. They can't do it. Well, Jackson, he can come back. Jackson can come back because the thing with him is that it was an abdominal injury. It's not a leg injury. Thank God. If it was yeah. like a knee, like say he tore his his knee up or For tore sure. his quad, you know what I mean? His ab, his core, he can get that back. You know what I mean? He yeah. just runs deep runs. So he can come back. I know he's going to get banged up anyway next season. I know it's going to happen. It happens to him every year. But DJ's coming back. Okay. They, Aguilar is gone, and then they need to somehow dump off Alshon. I don't know who or how, but Alshon, he can't run anymore. And in his hands, you might as well just say he has nubs because he doesn't even have hands right now. And everyone's like, let's go 12 personnel, two tight end set. That's cool, two tight end set. Let's do it. But how much? But when you need a big play, who are you going to go to? Because none of them guys are going down the field. <laughs> they can bring back, they brought back JJ, who didn't even play. Woo, that really moved the needle for me. So they're honestly going to stay afloat until the Dallas game, and then whoever wins the Dallas game is winning the division. This week, I don't think they're going to beat Seattle. Apparently, they're like a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but that's just because they're home, and Seattle is a flat-cross country. Seattle coming off a bye, getting more healthy. Josh Gordon, another week into the system. He's going to play more than the 20-whatever snaps. Yeah. Or the 20% of snaps he played. If you bet, you know to put your money on the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, Seattle plus so, and a half. Yeah. But that's what's going on in Eagles Village. How was your bye week? Hey, we didn't get a loss, so Saquon's another week healthier. I hope so. I need him for my fantasy team. I want them to bench him for the rest of the year and not play him. That's not happening. I know it's not happening, but that's what I would do. That's not happening because, number one, it's seven tickets. That's the only thing they got right now is Saquon. 
And number two, Saquon isn't going to want to sit. I know, but that's what I would do. It, it's, it makes the most sense for the team. What if he goes out there as ACL is out all next year? What do you do? I mean, He's playing a, meaningless games. All right, so you might as well just sit Daniel Jones. Though. Okay, sit Daniel Jones. Okay. So you got Eli and Wayne Gilman. You know, sit, go ahead and sit Golden Tate, too. I'm I'm perfectly set, I'm, yeah, set. You go ahead and set Evan Ingram. Go okay. ahead and set him, and that's about really what you got. Oh, you might you know you give him the contract, but you might as well set Leonard Williams. So you don't want him there. Either. No, I don't. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not what happens in the NFL. The NFL. No, I know it won't happen. The NFL doesn't but tank, even though this year is like the first quote tank year of teams. But I think the teams just really are bad. bad yeah. But, but listen, Saquon is the most important piece of this franchise. Daniel Jones is close second, but Saquon, offense runs through him. He it, he needs to be healthy. And honestly, I don't think he's healthy right now. So why is he playing through injury for meaningless games? He should have never even came back when he did. No, he shouldn't have. He came back like he but missed he, one game. Yeah, no, he he's playing. Like that's my thing is that he's actually hurt. So, like, sitting him wouldn't be like, oh, I'm just benching him. It would be, he's hurt, so I don't, why am I, why is he playing through injury in a meaningless game? Like, Daniel Jones isn't hurt. Like, Leonard Williams isn't hurt. Never isn't hurt. Saquon is hurt, and he's playing, and I don't know why. Because, A, he wants to play. Obviously, he wants to play. And but B, why, but why is he putting. Your head coach is like, oh, if he wants to play, just play him. Why is he putting his body and future on the line for meaningless games? When he's already hurt. He's playing through injury. For him. Like if, if they're I mean, NFL players do that all the time. Whether they're young or old, they do it. If they can suit up, they suit up. Like, that's what NFL players do. You know what I mean? And there's only so many games. You know what I mean? If this is Joel Embiid or Marcus Morris – and they have a bum ankle, they're going to sit out a while because they have, what, 70 other games to play? There's only 16 games. You know he's going to want to play. Shoot, I was on a bum ACL. I don't get paid nothing. I had a hole the size of, I don't even know, of an apple. No, not an apple, like a clementine in my leg. I don't get paid millions of dollars, but... They say, hey, let's go play flag football. Let's go play basketball. I throw a knee brace on, I go out there and play. Because that's, that's the competitive feature. That's what people want to do. So that's why. I understand that. But how is management letting this happen? Manage Because management isn't going to be like, hey, Saquon, you know, just take the rest of the year off. Obviously, that won't happen. But at least wait till he's 100% healthy. Well, yeah, that's what they should have did. They should have waited. But that's not what they're time. doing, and it's stupid. Like they, he, I don't know if this is on Saquon or Shermer or management or anybody, but it, if he, if if I know that he was clear and everything, but like, if he, like, he had one yard against the Jets. Are you telling me that that man was one hundred percent healthy against the Jets and he only got one yard? I don't care about the offensive line. He can get more than one yard, and he didn't. There's no way that he is healthy. So I. I just, I think he should not, maybe not sit out the entire year, but wait until he is 100% healthy and ready right. to go. So, he came back against Arizona. He had 18 attempts for 72 yards and one touchdown, and he had three catches for eight yards. Detroit, he had 19 for 64 
eight catches for 79 and a touchdown. Dallas, he had 14 for 28, and he had six for 67. And then the Jets, he had 13 for one and five for 30. Bye week. Now he's playing Chicago. They have Chicago this week. That's not even scary anymore. I thought I was scared of the defense, but. Like, you're going to say it. It's a winnable game for the Giants. It's a very winnable Where game. Where is it? Is it in Chicago? It's in Chicago. If if Saquon's healthy, it's a winnable game. I don't know, I don't know if Saquon's healthy, though. I think after this bye week, he should be healthier than he was last week, but I don't know. I I just want him to be 100% healthy. I don't. I, if there's any risk of re-injuring that ankle, I don't want to play. There's always, there's always a risk. But I mean, like, a high risk. Where, like, he goes out there and, like, okay, you have more of a likelihood of hurting that ankle than you did if you were 100% healthy. But this is also the thing. Nobody in this NFL, this is, what, week 12? Yeah, nobody's Nobody healthy. healthy. Nobody's healthy. The only person that's healthy is the guys that are on the couches that are looking for a phone call. That's it. Antonio Brown, he's healthy. He's played one game. He's healthy. Saquon Barkley, not healthy. Daniel Jones, not healthy. Golden Tate, not healthy. Carson Wentz, not healthy. Zach Ertz, not healthy. Nelson Aguilar, not healthy. All these guys have something. Okay, but do you think do you think if he sits out two weeks, he becomes healthy? Yeah, but the thing is, though, it's too late in the season to do that. They're not going to do it. They're going to. This is what the Giants are going to do. They're going to play. play. They're going to play. They're going to play everybody that they can, win or lose. At the end of the year, Shermer's getting fired. Yeah, I agree. Gettleman should be fired. No, can't, not yet. And start I don't. I dislike Gettleman. I think Gettleman made that team even worse than what they yeah, were. Yeah, have to give him a chance to build a defense, and you you gave him one draft. I mean, he yeah. had he had it. he had a solid defense to start, and then he got rid of everybody. No, he was Olivier Vernon was not good. I'm sorry. I'm not saying these guys are I, great. Did he trade? I don't. Did, he traded snacks, right? I had nobody in the world agreed with that trade. I don't know what he was thinking. There. He traded snacks, and honestly, I know he's a hitter, but he should have never gotten rid of Landon Collins. I don't even know who your safety is. Uh, Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers, and he's been out of the lineup all year. And Mike Thomas slash Antoine Bethea. And yeah, there you go, Antoine Bethea, who's. Old as dirt now. Listen, I'm not, you're telling me that you're giving – I wasn't giving Landon Collins. No, I wasn't giving him that contract. But that, that's what he wanted, and I wasn't giving it. I was perfectly fine with letting him walk for that kind of money. I mean, I would be mad that the – And he was, the, not, he was not good in coverage. That the, like he no. Was, he was one of my favorite players. I love no, him. No, I mean, him and Jamal Adams are the same player. No, Jamal, Jamal Adams is much better in coverage. Jamal Adams doesn't cover that much though. He's much when he does, he's much better. Right? Listen, I loved him. I loved Landon Collins, but for that kind of money, he was a linebacker playing safety. I was perfectly fine with him letting him walk for that kind of money. Well, now you're paying for it. Even hey, though, listen, you're telling me they gave him that contract are better. I don't think maybe one game better. I don't think they're much better. At least it's not like I'm paying for it now, but it's not like I would have been happy. If I don't know that man. Laid his, he, he laid his you-know-what on the line for these Oh, no, he did. Listen, again, just, I love Landon Collins. Let him go. 
I mean, I would personally wouldn't have signed with the Redskins, but yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. There. I mean, he got he he was thinking dollar sign. That's what he got. Yeah, you should have never traded Odell. That was the dumbest thing you could have ever done. Yeah, that no. that was the dumbest thing the dumbest Giants thing for everybody like, have ever done, ever. Yeah, I don't, and this organization does not make mistakes like that. Normally, they draft guys and they keep their own, or they bring on. Like they don't really do much of free agency. But I they, was, they normally draft within and build up. They had a number one wideout, and they let the media play, 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 and oh, we'll trade Odell. Yeah. I, After the owner says, or whoever it was says, we gave him this contract. We're not going to trade him, and then you trade him a year later. I was all for letting Dumb. letting at least see the trade play out, and dumb. Honestly, it was a bad trade for both teams. Got what? No, it's a great trade for Cleveland if they knew how to use them. They don't have an offensive line to get the time. They don't know what he's doing. Freddie Kitchens has no idea what he's doing. He's getting fired. Oh, yeah, he's getting he's fired. He's getting fired. And you know what? If I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, here you go. Two first-round picks I'll give you for Odell. Really? Yeah. You know why? Because when's the last time... The Eagles had a true number one. Oh, I'll tell you, 2004, his name was Terrell Owens. I don't know what I would do if he went Because, I, I, again, I loved Odell. Like, um, uh, I, When he was in New York, I mean, he was Listen, a big... If it could work out like this, if I give you two first-round picks and Alshon as a salary dump, because the salaries do have to match in some type of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like basketball, but they should Yeah, they have to match some type of way. Like, the Eagles have to get rid of cap to take on cap. There's no Odell Beckham Jr. The only person I can think that's the next Odell Beckham Jr. that's the closest is like Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. And guess what? I mean, CeeDee Lamb's pretty damn good. And But this is the thing. The Eagles aren't bad enough to where they can draft him. Yeah, they're not. And once you – they have to – they'd have to trade up multiple picks. They might even have to give up more to move up in the draft than they would have to get for Odell. They would have to probably give up their pick. No, they would, have, they would probably give up their pick in a second to move up. It depends where Judy's gonna be picked. If he's picked third, like maybe I think he's going more. top ten. But yeah, but if you're gonna move up from like fifteen to eight, I think that's yeah. Enough. But that's the thing. The Eagles are going to do this. They're going to lose to Seattle, and then they're going to slightly turn around. They're going to win against the lower level teams, and then the Dallas game. And you got two games against the Giants, so those are both wins. Yeah. So that's three, four, four, because they have to play the Redskins again. Right. So that's yeah. That's three. And then they so what are they five so that's eight wins, and then they I think they have to play. Did they already play Chicago? I think they have to play Chicago after this week. So that's I'll give them four. So that's nine wins. And guess what? That fifth win has to be against Dallas. Mm-hmm. So if they win, they're in the playoffs, which means their pick is anywhere from twenty-five to thirty-two. But if they lose, their picks like eighteen. If they lose. 19. To Dallas, and they win those other games, then the pick is 21 to 24. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You're not getting you, – that pick is – I don't think you're going to have to give up your pick and then a future first. Like, I don't think – like, if you go – you go first, second, fifth. Your first and the second and fifth, I think that would be enough. For Odell or – No, no, probably just to move up and get you. No, I'd rather just move up and get Odell because he's just – he's a proven. He's proven. No, no, I agree too. You know I'm saying I mean? if you want Judy. I would love Jerry Judy. I mean, I watch Chase Young. I would be perfect with the consolation prize of Jerry Judy if we, if that ends up happening, because he is 
ridiculously good. Or, I mean, I'd be perfectly fine with taking CeeDee Lamb in the second. Well, to spin it back, uh, if Cleveland is smart, which is Yo, hard to say, they'll they'll fire Kitchens, they'll draft, they'll draft and sign offensive line. I, I really and, think it, it might be too many mouths to feed, to be honest with you. I think Kareem Hunt is gone. Oh, yeah, it's only a one-year deal, right? He's only a one-year deal, and he'll get so much money. Coming yeah, out. You just need somebody to give him a chance. And you know what? He's actually playing pretty well. So. He's doing, they're lining him up in the slot. Yeah. Lot. They're using him as. I team. don't know what team could use a running back, honestly. Um, But, I mean, Miami. But would you go to Miami? I wouldn't. Kansas City. I don't know because the thing about Kansas City is that, number one, he lied to them. So he kind of burned that bridge. But also. If they're looking to pay Mahomes, I don't know what their cap situation is like. Yeah, but how much money is, is you? You're telling me that he's he's not gonna get like he's not gonna get Zeke money by any means. He's probably gonna get like I think about eight, eight a year. Yeah, eight mil a year. I could see David. I could see a little less than David Johnson money. He got three for thirty nine. That's a lot. Coming back from like three for off th- the field. Three for thirty five. Three. I can see that. I don't know. I really, I don't know, but that's a clean, that's a, it depends that's where. a off-season thing. It so. depends where. Yeah, it, it depends where and who's the cap and all that. Like, stuff. what about, like, Detroit? Oh, they have carry on Johnson. They have carry on. They don't, they don't do. I don't know. Honestly, do not know. There's a lot of good backs and there's a lot of good RB uh, uh, committees. Yeah, there are. So, Houston? Yeah. Oh, man. Houston's always the team that if you're like if you need a running back because they never they never had a good running back since Eric Foster. I mean Lamar Miller's been pretty solid, but he toys knee. He's always hurt, always hurt. He's gotten like a thousand yards, I think, like the th- past three years. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was really good in Miami. See, this is the thing about Lamar Miller, and then we'll go to basketball. Lamar Miller is a solid back, but he's not a top tier back, and he's not a fantasy back. One week he can get you twenty five points. Next week he's going to get you five. Yeah, that's he's consistent. not consistent enough. Let's talk about them New York Knicks because the hey, Sixers have been looking alright. But I listen. I'm not happy as an Knicks fan, but every, every time you get a win, you can't. You, you have to look at the positives. So they played well yesterday. I know it was the Cavs, but they just absolutely dominated that game. I don't know. I Julius Randle looked different. RJ the Rook looked really good. Morris was okay. I mean, I was I was thrilled watching that game. They just, I think I think um, Randall shot like ten of fourteen from the field or something like a crazy number like that. He was efficient. He was he was still taking inefficient shots, but I was I was really happy with what I saw. The team played well. Frank was playing like a dog on defense, like usual. I don't know. I was happy. Good all-round game from uh, RJ. I think at 15 points. I don't think he was crazy efficient, but that's what he's a rookie. It is what it is. But I mean, besides that, they. I do want to talk about the Charlotte game. That was um, devastating to say the least. Did you happen to see Devontae Graham's game winner? That was like a hail mary. Yeah, I don't know how that went in, but. And I just, I'm gonna give Fizz a little bit of credit for that's the Cleveland the game. 
I was going to say next. I'm going to give Fizz a little bit of credit for the um, Cleveland game, but that play that he drew up for Julius Randle to hit the game winner against um, Charlotte was just – it was embarrassing. Look at this. And then, let me just give you this insight real quick because I watched ESPN the jump, right? Fizzle's getting fired. Yes, it's just a matter of when. They have a legit horrible schedule in the next, like, 10, 12 games. Horrible. Like, they can easily go on 12, on 10, on 12. And they were, Rachel Nichols was talking to Kendrick Perkins and um, – Windhurst? Yeah, Brian Windhurst. And they said, when you go to fire a coach, you want to bring in the next coach or whoever the interim is. Kind of like doing an easier time in the schedule. Yeah. And he said, where is it? He said, there isn't. And he's, there is no break in the schedule. There's no break whatsoever. So you're either going to fire Fizdale and bring in a new coach against – I, I think they have to play San Antonio or, like, Houston. You yeah. know what I mean? They're going – San Antonio is not the San Antonio of old, but they're playing against Greg Popovich. Yeah. So you're going to put your rookie head coach against that? Or you're just going to keep trotting out the dude that you're just going to end up firing. And if you're physical, do you really want them losses on your record? And do you just say, you know, I'm out, I'm done, and just resign? You think he's going to – I don't think he resigns. I don't think no, I don't think he's going to because he's not that type of person. But you, you feel bad for the guy because you know he's going to get fired and he's just going to get these ugly losses on his record before he gets fired. Yeah. Not good. Like me personally, I would have – I would hate it. I don't want to quit, but I know if my team's not going to win, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? I don't have the talent. I don't obviously. I don't have the the love of the front office anymore. My president comes out and says we're going to make changes. So I'm like, what the hell? What the hell am I supposed to do now? He's just supposed to just float me along. Coach better. Which he, I must say, he actually coached pretty well against the Cavs. This is the thing, though. There's only so much coaching you can do with a bad squad. You know what but I mean? Brett had, Brown, there was only so much Brett Brown could do with the 10. Yes, but this, this six team misses. has talent. They have vets. This is – Listen, can I tell you, can I tell you the, the play that he drew up for Julius Randle? He said he, – he gave him the ball in, I would say, at the high post, probably at the free throw line, and said, here. And that was it. And said, do, just do it. And he took a step back mid range jumper, and it was the worst shot selection I've ever seen in my entire life. But this is the thing, the Knicks have no superstars. But Marcus Morris has proven to be the guy to go to in the in crunch time, and he didn't go. I don't understand why he didn't go to. Maybe. He's going to Julius Randle because this is Julius Randle's team right now. It's his team. He's the best player. Make, I know. No, he's uh, the best player on that team. Maybe, yeah, so maybe. When, Normally, when you're the best player on the team, you're going to go to that player, hold on, to close it out. That's why the Sixers are now using Embiid to do it. Last year, Jimmy Butler. Let me let me tell you something, though. I can give you countless examples. Sometimes your best player is not the best in crunch time. Yeah, I believe listen, that. Listen, if the Knicks, like back in the day with J.R. and Melo, was Melo the best player on the team? Of course. But who did they go to in crunch time? They went to J.R. Smith because he was the most clutch player on the team. I I understand that, but the, they don't. They don't know. They fully don't know that about Julius Randle. They do now. 
LeBron, but also, when uh, there's so many examples. Is LeBron when, on the Cavs? LeBron was the best player on the team, but they went to Kyrie Irving and Crunch Time because he was their most clutch player. It just you, you the, your best, the best player doesn't always correlate to the best clutch player. And Marcus Morris has proven to be the most clutch. I mean, the Sixers did the same thing last year. They had Joel Embiid, and now the, they they went to Jimmy Butler last year. Teams yeah. do that, but this is the thing, though. They all, they, all those other guys we've listed have been with that team for a while. But I feel like they're. I feel like if they just give it to Morris, it's because he's just the vet and he's just like the guy, like the old head. You know what I mean? Like they're just trying to give it to him instead he, of somebody already, that's been there for a while. Who did he hit a game winner against? Who Morris? Yeah, he did hit one. I this year? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a Knicks fan. Oh, I can't remember who they beat. There's only four wins. Oh, it was the Mavs. Okay. They hit a game. He hit a game winner in Madison Square Garden against the Mavs. And I just don't know. Like, if you need a shot, you should you should go to your. And also, he's a really good shot creator. He can get off a shot. I don't have the confidence that in the crunch time that Julius Randle can get off a shot. There was two seconds left, so you don't like if I, if I'm somebody that I, that I have time to go left. Like, all right, Julius Randle, like fine. But if I want, if I need a jumper, why am I going up? Julius Randle over Marcus Morris. That just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Uh, that was a bad decision. That was a bad decision. But I do have to give him. I do have to give Fizz a little bit of credit against the uh, Cavs. His de- he he's playing this like matchup zone defense. Like it's like it's almost like a one three one type thing. It's actually I'm I'm liking it. Yeah, you, know, you rarely see zone in the NBA. Like you see a lot of help defense, but you rarely actually see like a setup zone. And. It creates a lot of turnovers. I'm, I'm liking it. It, it. Their defense has actually been pretty good over the past week and a half, two weeks. Listen, I'm not saying they're going to do anything, but it's, at least it's fun to watch. Tolerable. At least. Like, I mean, they, they were up. I know it's the Cavs, but they were up like 25, 30 points. Like, it was. They were up a lot. They were playing. Let's, let's see what they do tomorrow against the Sixers. Probably. I want an apology if they beat the Sixers tomorrow. You want an apology? Yeah. I didn't. Why? Why would I apologize? Because you're hating on them. Hating on who? The Knicks? Yeah. They stink. They do stink. But they beat the Sixers. I'd rather watch the Hornets. You know what? This would be classic Knicks to beat the Sixers. It would be. It would be classic Sixers to lose to the Knicks. Yeah. It would. But that's probably not going to happen. Because Embiid will probably go off. Yeah, Embiid. They don't have anybody. I mean, they have no Mitchell Robinson, but he's probably just going to body him. Embiid bodies everybody. So I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Embiid's going to body him. You know what I mean? Like I know, but at least we have the rim protection to. The only other center I remember that went head to head with Embiid and put up numbers was Demarcus Cousins, and that's when that was a young Embiid. Yeah. That's when they were like slapping each other, going up and down the court. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a good matchup for the Knicks because the. They're gonna make. Like they're gonna make the Sixers hit shots, and I don't know if the Sixers can do that. No, the Sixers cannot. But that's they, the thing: is that the the best part of the Knicks' defense is their rim protection. If Ben Simmons would play with more dominance, then yeah. If Ben Simmons played oh. angry all the time, I seen a tweet today that said, "So what would Ben Simmons look like if you put Giannis's motor in him?" Coming down the lane and just yam. And Giannis, he shoots from time to time, but you know what he's doing. He's coming down the lane full scene. That's at least he shoots. Like they're, the, Him and Ben Simmons are so like similar, but... I mean, Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons has better handles and 
better uh, playmaking ability. But, yeah, but he's also a but worse rebounder. No, ben Simmons has the ability, if he were to take the jump shots, to be a better, a solid shooter, and his own, he'd be a, his own shot creator. I don't know. He, he's he would basically be baby LeBron. He is baby LeBron, but LeBron actually shot mid-range jumpers. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know what it is. I think it's coaching, honestly. No, yeah, I agree with that. I, think I don't think Brett Brown is pushing him to shoot. And I think he needs, And I think he needs to do. I think that's exactly. That Brett, Brett Brown, I again, I was listening to the WIP, and they were talking about the same thing. They were saying, Brett Brown needs to give Ben Simmons consequences to not shoot. Like he, I, I, if I was Brett Brown, I'd say you need to take at least one three game. Doesn't doesn't does not. I don't care if it goes in, but if you have ten feet of cushion, you need to shoot a three. Plain and simple. I he, and he needs to tell him I don't care if the ball goes in the hoop. I just need you to show the confidence that you can do it. Even if it doesn't go in, at least the defense. Have yes, to like it, he just needs. To, it would add like even if it even if Rajon should, Rondo. Even if he, he shoots, never shoots threes. Yeah, even if he shoots But yet, 15%. when he starts splashing a couple in the game, you're like, all right, I got to play up. Yeah, but the ball doesn't need to go. Well, even if he shoots 15% from three, he makes he shoots he shoots one three a game, and he makes one every 15 games. Yeah, you know what the media's going to do? Oh, you're only making 15%, so why are you even shooting it? It's a, it doesn't stop. It does, but that's the thing. That's the thing with media now. If I was Ben Simmons, it does what stop. do you want me to do? Because... Remember, last season, that was Westbrook. He was chucking up threes, and he was shooting. I think he got down to, like, 13%. And they're like, why are you still shooting? He's like, well, why wouldn't I? And they're like, well, it's not going in. He's like, well, the defense still has to respect me a little bit. Yes, but shooting shooting 15% on shooting one three, like, in shooting one three game and shooting, like, 10 Yeah, but no one just shoots one three. He's not just going to – if you're going to shoot one three, you're like, ah, he's going to shoot one three, and then he's going to go back and do what he does. No, he has to shoot, like, three or four or five a game. That's what he has to do. He just needs to respect, like, it, he's, he, if I'm going to do it, like, he, I don't understand why he just, like, it would add such a different element to his game, and it's so simple that, like, and, he, and he's not doing it. Like, I don't, like, everybody in the world knows that it would open up his game completely. Just not even, he doesn't even have to make it. Like, that's how simple it is, is that all he has to do is shoot it, and he's not doing it, and I don't get it. And people can defend him all he wants, but, like, it's getting to the point where this is who he's going to be. He's going to average 15, 7, and 6. But unless he gets that element to his game where he can actually make a jumper and get that respect, he's just going to be this above-average player for the rest of his career instead of an all-time great, which he could be. He has all the talent in the world. I mean, I'm not disagreeing, so that should tell you something. But I don't know. The Sixers they need to do something about shooting. They need They need a Marco Bellinelli or a Davis Bertans. That's what they need, but I don't even know. I don't even know if they'll do it. Cause I feel like they're just gonna ride the wave. I'm just so happy with Al Horford. Al yeah. Horford's been balling out, man. He doesn't he doesn't it's never pretty, but guess what? He gets it done. He's, a, he's solid. That's just what he is. You know exactly what you're going to get from him every night. Oh, and Pete's on playing Slight Warfare to the five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so – it's so nice having, like, that, that would you, guy like that. But my thing is that the offense is just – Would you have rather used that Tobias Harris money elsewhere to get shooters? 
Like who? Danny Green? Like, I mean, like, re-sign, uh, re-sign. Not, because you, you could have re-signed J.J. Redick for what? You got one year, 18 Another mil? Year. You could have re-signed him. What, what, what's the, how many years? You got five for 180, right? Tobias Harris. What is that a year? Too 30, much. Too much. 40? Is that about 40 a year? Too much. No, it's about 35. About thirty-five million. Yeah, it's about thirty-five million. So, well, thirty or something like that. Anyway, you could have gotten, you could have kept JJ Redick. So you, your starting lineup would have been Ben Redick, Josh Richardson, Horford, Horford and Embiid, and then you would have been able to get bench pieces. So I don't know. I feel should've, like could've, would've, I feel like you, I feel like you something. had to give Tobias the money, just because. But because you, I mean, you gave up basically. So you gave so many pieces for him. How many picks did you give up in that deal? You gave up Shamit. One or two. This is my thing, though. Tobias, I feel like he just has to get comfortable. Yeah, I I watch. He's very like ISO and like. Which I don't mind because we kind of need that. You know what I mean? We, like every team needs that one eye that can dribble up or whatever and like get a bucket. The problem with and I like Tobias. Only like, problem I always is he's like just him not, too, but he's just not consistent. But he's every time I watch him, he's like. Now that I'm saying this, he's gonna go off for like forty tomorrow anyway. But like, I never see him shoot efficiently. Like I, I every shot I see, like it, like sometimes it goes in, but like it, there, were, there were never like good shots. I feel like he's just having a really. Didn't he go like zero for twelve from three the other day? Yeah, he's been he's been struggling, and you know what? It it happens to every athlete. It happens to every player. The only problem with it is that we just gave him 180 million. So everybody's like, yeah, we should Everybody's like, oh, he doesn't deserve it. They should have blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? If we didn't pay him, somebody else was. And then, God forbid, if he went to that other other team and started playing like a all-star, everybody would have been like, we should have kept him, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. No, they're, 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 you could never win with the media, but... No, you could never win. But... I... So I feel like they felt like uh, I think they felt like that they needed to give him that contract instead of trying to because if they were one okay anyway they gave that him they gave him that money over Jimmy Butler like Jimmy Butler was leaving because Jimmy Butler didn't want to stay for he, oh he reasons. wanted to leave yeah so it wasn't like okay he said Jimmy Butler said this in like an article a couple weeks ago he said it will all oh, he said it will come out but in due time and he just left it at that. Some reason I feel like him and Ben didn't go. Well, Ben's soft. Jimmy doesn't like soft. I love Jimmy Butler, by the way. I think because Jimmy and JoJo are yeah fingers crossed. Oh like, yeah, they're, they're tight. You know. I, I mean? love Jimmy. Jimmy Butler is is one of my favorite players in the league. I love him, but I I, I just love that he's got that mentality. He's got that mentality about him. That like this is my thing. I'll I'll talk about the Sixers like this real quick, and then we can we can spin it off into something else because we still have some time. Yeah, we got about seven six minutes left. Um. If they can get a bench piece, I think they'll be okay. They just need someone that they don't have to come in and drop eight threes a game. Like someone like a Seth Curry, you come off the bench, you drop know, like three to four a game, you know, and leave it at that because they have they have the team. When you look at it, no, they have. They, they have were my the they team. were my pick to come out of the East, and they're still like once they get rolling, like they're going to be hard to stop. And yeah. the thing is. That's going to keep them in games at all times is the defense. Yeah, they're so they're so long and athletic. You know what I mean. 
Who knows? Maybe in the second half of the season after the All-Star break, maybe Tybo comes in and he starts dropping more threes. You know what I mean? He's not he's not doing it now. He's but, an awesome defender. But though. he 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 tries to shoot threes. Like he's like doing his part and they're gonna get somebody, I don't know who, because I honestly don't even know who's available to be that guy to come off the bench to shoot threes or a playmaker or something like that. But they're gonna get somebody and the team is gonna the team is gonna play fairly well and be go deep into the playoffs. People are just jumping off the ship because they're like, oh my god, Tobias Harris isn't isn't, you know, dropping 40, 50 points a game. But did you see Tobias Harris before he got yeah, to Philly? He twenty two a game score. Like he, like that's it. He's but he's not gonna drop thirty points. He's not gonna go out there and give you thirty, ten, and eight assists. No, yeah, nobody's asking. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting paid. Can he shoot? Can he shoot over? Can he? Sh- he's a he's a forward, so he should be shooting over forty five percent. Can he do that? Can he shoot thirty eight percent from three? Yeah, like but that's what that's that's my other thing. That's too. what I would be asking for from him. This instead. is the other thing too. Real quick, the Sixers between Horford and Embiid they clogged the lane. No, exactly. And, and, ben, Simmons look, and ben Simmons, ben Simmons, Simmons likes to go down into the lane. Uh, Tobias likes to go down into the lane sometimes. You know what I mean? And Jay Rich is a, he's Richardson a slasher too. To, like that's the thing. Like they like to get in the lane, and they need they need to learn how to spread out. They have no spacing, four spacing. They can keep Horford out on the wing because Horford can hit threes. They need, but they need to keep Embiid like, like a little bit down. You know what I mean? Kind of like the mid range area because he does shoot a lot of mid ranges. Even though I'm not a big fan of it, he does shoot them. So when who says Ben Simmons drives down or Tobias drives down and the center comes crashing down to double team, boom, you kick it right out. You know what I mean? Because if then if the center stays, guess what? You can lay it right up or get fouled and go to your free throws. Or you can step back and Toby get to do his mid-range. There's so many things. I'm not a coach. I know nothing about coaching basketball. Yeah. But there's just things that you know about the it's game. It's simple. If if, it's just, if you've watched. I feel like the Sixers are stopping themselves. That's what I feel like. So, um, but I think they'll get the win tomorrow against the Knicks. And I don't even know who they play after that. Honestly, I don't even know the next good team they play. I don't. It's so hard to keep up with scheduling in basketball for me because I'm so focused on football. See, I, I'm, on, I'm focused on basketball right now. I mean, the Knicks aren't good. So I, my player is James Harden, and he's balling out. So I watch pretty much most of his games. Well, my player is LeBron, so I do watch most and most of the Lakers games I can. Yeah, I but I mean, you see, let's end the show on this. Did you see Luca last night? I didn't see it, see it, but I watched highlights. Oh, he, dude, he was filthy. Probably, I think Which I watched, I watched the second, uh, your second youngest player, Ronald Brown. Yeah, I watched the like second half. Ball. Dude, he was, oh my God, just, he was ridiculous. Do the Atlanta Hawks regret not trading? Uh, no, they don't. It was a win-win. A lot of people try to make it that way. No, it was so. a win-win. For I feel both like teams. It, I feel like they fit perfectly where they are. Listen, if I'm a Hawks fan, I would say we have Trey Young. Yes, would I love Luca? Yes, but I'm perfect. I'm very happy with Trey Young. You have a baby Steph Curry. Yeah, no, ba- and honestly, I think I see. I people are comparing Luca to LeBron, and I see it. Like the play styles. I mean, look, Luca's six eight. Mm-hmm. It's a big body. I see it. I I do see the comparison. But they fit their team so well. 
Oh, yeah, both of them do. Because if you look, right? Yeah, both of them do. Because look, go back. Say they, they didn't do the trade. Say Luka went to Atlanta and say Trey Young went to Dallas. Okay, so Dallas finally got their point guard. I don't think Dallas trades for Porzingis if they don't have Luka. Um, I think they still might. I think they liked – I think Luka was pushing I, – I know Luka as a rookie can't really, like, push for something. But I think that he was, like – like no, I, I think I the, think the fact can, that I think the that fact would be a really good deal I think up. the fact that they like built like they, they Dallas is always the Euro team like yeah. I mean they had Dirk they just had Dirk for Steve years. Nash whatever but like I think that since Luca was there like okay like I feel like they 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 because I'm pretty sure Luca and Porzingis are friends well yeah they're friends I think they played on the same type of uh, something in some I don't know team. anyway I think they still do because I think Mark Cuban likes having a star foreign player which Porzingis is when healthy. You know, give him next year. I think he might return to the Pacingas of old. Um, that would be a killer combo. But then for Atlanta, they get so they so they get Luca, right? And I guess Luca is technically the point guard. I guess you have to, if you're saying this, you have to, meet, to say that the uh, um, Mavs get Cam Reddish also because that was the that was the pick. Yeah, so the Mavs didn't get Cam Reddish, but do the Hawks will they still draft? Well, I mean, they have John Collins, but do they still draft DeAndre Hunter? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I don't think if they I don't think it would work for the Hawks if they had Luca Hunter Collins. Like, they're all big. You yeah. know what I mean? No, yeah. I don't think they would work. And Luca, that I'm telling you, that Mavs team is built for Luca. Shooters. And that old. Hawks team is built for. Yeah. Like, like honestly, each team did a really good job. And it's perfect because Dallas gets the Euro player. Yeah. No, Atlanta I, gets the African. I think honestly, I think both teams. I, I think both teams do it again. If you ask him. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a problem. No. with it's ex- which is exactly what a trade should be: make both teams better. Exactly. There shouldn't always. It sucks because there's oh everybody looks at oh who won who lost. They they were both winners. If we're going if we're getting technical, I would say Dallas, Dallas won more. Right Dallas is winning more. But I think when when John Collins comes back, I mean, I think well, I this think is the thing. Though, the, though, the, 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 the I wouldn't even judge it. If, if you're being wrong, I wouldn't even judge the trade right now because they're not even in their primes. No, it's wait, which is five, which years. is insane how Luca is in his prime. Wait five six years, dude. He's he's ridiculous. He's so good. All right, that was a happy note to end the show here. Oh, Jets got another win. They're not firing Gaze. Are they? No, they dude. They him. said they. He came out and said that Gaze is a coach next year too. Sad note for Jets fans. But um, so now we end on a sad note. Now we end on a sad note. Sorry, well, it's the Jets. They've Sorry, been sad since '68. Yep. Anyway, thanks for listening as always, and we will catch you same time next week. We out.